guys, it's your boy, Black Spider Guy Advice. I'm here with the first wave, second wave feminist. Briar Rose is our third try podcasting. Let's try to disconnect it this time. Sorry, so, I am not technologically impaired. I am technologically impaired. It's it's all right. It's okay. You just need you need to get a new phone. It's all right. But anywho, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I brought you on here because I wanted to interview you because you're you're a feminist. You're the only feminist I know that reps first wave, second wave. Um, and my question is, what and how do you feel about feminism today? Because I know we talked about it before, which was basically, it seems that they don't identify the fact that there are differences between men and women. And why do you think it is that feminism even wants to make everything so equal anyway? Because women have taken it into themselves that they are stronger and better than men. And we aren't we can't function properly without men and men cannot function properly without us so where do you think this all started because it seems like in the beginning it was like fairness which which i agree with there should be some fairness but then it started to take this weird okay well now we're just superior kind of stance when did when do you think that happened I want to say maybe sometime in the 80s and 90s when we fully joined the workforce and we started taking and realizing that not all men were worth a thing. And the, the, there's a saying that I hear guys say, um, why, why buy a cow when I can just get the milk? And a lot yes. of women started being like, well, why do I need to buy the pig when I can just get the sausage? We took that mindset and it, it morphed our, how we view our, our equality as men and women together. So you would say that like sexual freedom, which, which started in the 1960s, um, like, you know, the, the, was the summer of love. Um, would you say that once sex became something uh, as, you know, easily equated to like a, a meal or like buying a drink, that's when it started to change? I think that's when it, women started realizing that the equality could gone go better and more equal, but they've taken it to a more rotting stance. It, it's rotting mm -hmm. us as women. I see. So, I mean, for me personally, I don't really believe in equality in the sense that I understand that we're two different beings. And the fact that we are two different beings literally means that on that basis, we can never be equal because we are two individual creatures. Mind you, there are similarities. Am I, would yes. you say I'm wrong in that kind of thought process? No, I would not say you were wrong at all. I fully agree with that. Because what I've been noticing, especially online, is you've got these girls, these, you know, these younger girls um, saying, I want a man. I believe that my body is worth a man that makes six figures. Um, that's prostitution. What? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, but I mean, a lot of girls, like, you know, if you go, if you look at Fresh and Fit, Kevin Samuels, you look at all of these podcasts, you know, I think there was a, a, a podcast with this girl. Her name is uh, Blue Jasmine. She said that she only dates men. She, she said that she doesn't, she only gets turned on if she sees a man spending money. Um, you know, why you, why do you think women are so brazen now to say, I just want a man with money. Well, let's go back to the Tudor era when we were sold off with dowries to men to 
financially support our kingdoms or to make our families better. It's years and years and years of that developing into, well, now it's an option. It's a choice. But it seems, but it seems like girls are kind of opting into prostitution, whether they're free or enslaved. So why? Financial security. It's a lot of women and, and this is the part that kind of deters my feminism from first to second. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard for a woman to make money and support a family on her own. It is very difficult, especially in the South, which is where I'm at. Mm. So, and, I mean, you know, women women can work just like men can't. Why is it harder for a woman in, in, in man? Honestly, what I makes mean, it harder? My from my own personal experiences, I have. I have my bachelor's degree and I have yet to be able to find a job to use it because my field is male dominated. Women aren't very capable in my field to do what I can do. So what's your, what is your field? I am a criminal justice statistic major with psychology. Okay. So would you say that, you know, you know, the, the fields are dominated by men, not necessarily because, you know, men said one day, hey, we're going to dominate this field. Men tend to just like certain things. It's like girls tend to like certain things. Um, you know, and as a result of that, women and men tend to pick different types of job sets. Like there's more men in the military, for example, or more men in physical labor positions because men are more physically adept, you know, 40% more exoskeletal muscle, denser bones, all that stuff. You guys are um, built for that kind of stuff, though. Women are more yeah. for the mental and emotional jobs than for the physical labor jobs. Exactly. But, um, you know, so when girls tell me, you know, oh, it's male dominated. I know a lot of girls say, oh, it's male dominated. I'm like, okay, but there it's are not, female. Yeah, Sorry. no, it's, no, you're fine. <laughs> I, I interrupted you. It's just it's not necessarily a bad thing that it's a male dominated space. I mean, you have female mechanics that can do a better job than a man half the time. Or right. a male nurse that can do a better job than a female nurse. So it's would you not... say that in those dominated fields, there are what you would call narwhals or unicorns? And like, yeah. for, like to take you, for example, you know, you're able to work in a male masculine, um, masculine, a male dominated field that would speak to you and your unique abilities as you. But generally, women don't do that. You, would you agree with that? Yeah. Most women, I I don't know if it's option-based because I've seen women with the option still choose to be, say, a a teacher or a waitress. But I still think that's more of our our nurturing side, our side of, oh, I can take these children and I can mold them, which is what we are instinctive. That's our instinct. Right. So why is it that? Because, I mean, I was watching, there was a news clip of a 50-year-old woman who became a CEO, but she ended up being alone and was trying to warn younger women um, to not try to be the man in the sense, because when you try to become, when you try to be the man, you end up becoming the man and then no man wants you. Do you, would, would you say you like, would you, does that make sense? Do you, would you believe in that kind of statement? I, I get where she's coming from, being mm-hmm. in the situation that my life has led me into. I fully mm-hmm. get where she's coming from. The thing is, is when women put themselves in a male's position, they forget to take care of their femininity. Fem- fem- I can't mm-hmm. say that word right. Femininity, they, yeah. They, they forget to 
to nurture that part of themselves, which is what men want. They don't want the strong male, masculine, female. They want the the feminine. They, they want somebody that they can care for and take care of. And when you don't need a man, it literally null and voids everything a man wants to do for you. Right. Because right now, um, I mean, divorce is the highest it's ever been. Um, relationships are the, the, the rate of which they succeed are the, the lowest it's ever been. Welcome um, to the gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. Because it seems <laughs> like now women see men as just a financial you know, wallet, and then men look at women as just a sexual tool because we basically summed it up as, okay, um, you know, a man can't really be emotional with a girl because women know either don't like that or they'll utilize that man and then he'll be out. make it a weapon. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I just did an interview with a guy who, um, you know, he's a very wealthy guy, and he did everything, like, that girls say a man should do, which is, you know, take care of them, support them, everything. This man did everything. And she ended up cheating on him with five men. Oh, that poor man. Yeah. yeah. And oh. he, he and he helped support her, flew her out. They were in LA. This is a very wealthy man that I interviewed. Um and it's just see it just seems like in the modern world, a man, if he's quote unquote traditional is just a man that a girl in the modern world can just use. And I mean, I brought this up in some of my videos where I say girls want traditional men, but act like modern women. And modern women are different from traditional women in the sense that they are able to bounce between being masculine and feminine. And men are still, you know, forced to be traditional. This is why girls don't like it when I bring up, you know, red pill stuff where I'll say, you know, men need to hold women to a standard. Girls get mad at me for that. They're like, oh, well, I don't think that's the right. Well, it's like, yeah, because you have taken up the role of being both male and female. I am a, I am the genuine article. And I'm telling you that at the end of the day, I am still the man. And you don't like that because you're, you like the ability to be able to bounce between both. Would you say that's accurate? Like, I would say it's half accurate because there are still some of us out there that are more traditional and we're not going to use a man, but we're also not going to allow toxicity to take control. And in some cases, not saying it's all cases, but in some cases, a more traditional male can be toxic. But what is toxic? Explain that to me. Uh for me personally, it's abusive, uh, whether it be physically, financially, emotionally, mentally, verbally, any form of abuse that is not consensual within the relationship. So, I mean, there's always someone who takes the leader role in a relationship, right? Yes. Always. Um, this, you know, I have a, a gay cousin. He told me, you know, um, he likes to be the one that's more submissive and I say that just to say that even in same-sex relationships, there's always someone that is the leader. Um, yeah. With that leadership role does come a person who is an A-type personality since that they are more dominant. They are more focused. They are the ones that, okay, let's get this shit done. And with that kind but of personality, does come, it does, you know, there's benefits and there's, there's, there's benefits and there's drawbacks. Well, that's where can you... Sorry. 
that's where communication comes in. If you if you are in a relationship in this day and age and you have that dominant leader role and you have your say my current I don't want to call it a, a situationship because we're not oh, like God, that. <laughs> I'm only using that word because we, we don't we're not sure exactly what we are, but he he took you okay. You remember when we first met, I was very I was a very dominant female. I was very oh yeah, yeah you were my way. Bad. Oh yeah, and you you told I, I I'm I'm glad I'm saying this on the podcast. You told me that it was going to take the right man to treat me the right way for me to become my submissive self. Correct? Yes, yes, I did. I met him in March. Oh, look at that! Look at <laughs> look at that, ladies and gentlemen! Look at that! Black Spider guy knows what he's talking about because I read and watch. When it comes to behavior yes. science. And so, it, it's nice because he allows me to, as we have talked about it, me and him, he's the king. I'm the queen. Yes, I have my right to be dominant in certain aspects. However, he rules. And he doesn't rule with a, a toxic thumb. It's more of a, hey, love, this is what's going on. This is what we need to do. This is what I need you to do so we can get to where we need to be. That sounds like... Um the kind of dominance I was telling guy, I think I was telling a guy this one time, what is it that, what is the difference between a strong man and a bad boy? And I was explaining this, I was explaining this to someone before. I was like, the difference between a bad boy and a strong man is a bad boy is a beta male or a younger in mentality man who has alpha like three. But Oh, he's not an alpha. He's a bitch. But yeah, but he's not. Sorry, language. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. You have, there's kids out there, but you know, um, I explained this to him. I was like, a, a, a bad boy is basically a dude who's immature and mental, but has some physical male masculine traits enough to equate to not being as beta or simp like. But as a result of that not knowing who he is and what he's about will give off more of an abusive kind of masculine energy in a sense where he'll physically abuse and mentally taunt a woman versus a manipulate. Oh, sorry. Very sorry. much so. Oh no, you're fine. Very manipulative, very narcissistic in certain ways. Um, yeah. We'll use certain things to keep control of the female. Right. But as a, uh, a man, a strong man, is different in the sense that he knows what he is, he knows where he's going, and isn't and is controlling in a sense of not necessarily trying to, control, but wants to move forward and sees her not as the end all be all, but as a role that can support his growth. And so he's yes. trying, he's trying to mitigate bad situations by punishing bad behavior and pr by promoting good behavior. And it's and it's that that balancing dynamic that the strong male has that the the bad boy doesn't. And I feel like a lot of men out there don't understand that. I would have to agree with that. And a lot of guys, a lot of guys in this day and age are bad boys. But in that sense where the world finds a way to balance everything, it has created using the same terminology, bad girls. Right. And girls, yeah, I've, I've met a lot of those girls who act very masculine, but 
I meet them and then they try that and it doesn't work. And then they get confused why it's not working. And it's because, again, I'm a man that knows who he is and what he's about. And I don't have time for games. So no. I've, I've turned a couple of masculine women and back into submissive women again. But it was only because I hit them with true masculine energy, which is just nonchalant. Yeah. But let's get this shit rolling kind of energy. And I didn't and, fall into their emotional game. And it amuses me, speaking back on the feminist thing, because mm-hmm. women, they forget that when you have the right environment, you have that right lead role in your life, mm-hmm. you're not going to be toxic to yourself or anybody else. You're not going to want to be in control. Like I still have control of certain things in my life, but those are my personal things. Those aren't things that involve me and him. Those are my own. Hey, I need, I need you to separate from this because this is what I've got going on. That doesn't include you. Like my kids, for instance, he's, he's great with my kids, but at this current point in our relationship, he's not a full standing figure. So that's my, that's where I dominate. Right. Okay. I understand that. And like uh, the housework, the housework. Oh, oh, I have, I forgot to tell you. I know we're on the podcast, but it was funny. I was cleaning the house for him the other day. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> he was sleeping and I got bored and I, we have a candle business. So I was like cleaning up my mess. And then I realized that the, the kitchen was, it was horrible. So I was so cleaning it up. How did you, how did you feel um, playing the traditional role? Because I know a lot of girls say, oh, I'll never do that for a man or I'll never play the gender role. I'll never, you know, how do you feel about playing that role? Honestly, it feels natural. It feels right. And it's not taken advantage of. It's not abused. It's he'll see me cleaning and either he'll thank me for it or he'll join me. Like the, the other day, like I was saying, I was cleaning the kitchen and I couldn't get this pot clean. I was scrubbing it and scrubbing it and I couldn't do it. And he kind of just moved me out of the way and I went to clean something else while he scrubbed the pot. Okay. So you, so it's a healthy dynamic, but you know, would you say that a relationship is better when both players know their roles? Yeah. And so honestly, that, again, with the knowing your role, that's a communication thing. You have to be able to communicate and trust the other partner. Mm. Now, would you say that a man is better as a leader or better as a follower? And I say that to say that there are a lot of feminine men nowadays. Um, I that, think, yeah. Sorry. I think for me personally, it's somebody that can actually balance both. He can take the lead role when he needs to, but when he's, like I said, I am a traditional feminist. I understand just like women, men have insecurities. They have thoughts that put them down. They have depression. They have emotions. There are days where you cannot lift yourself up. There are days where you will not be able to move forward in what you need to do. That's my job. Pick up where you are, let you rest, do what I got to do to make sure you're good. So when you're ready to get up and do your job, right, you're set. Okay. So, I mean, would you, would you really consider that a, 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 you know, a submitting kind of energy, like, would you really like? I, I wouldn't really consider that more. I would say that's just the role of the support. You know, you're you're playing your role. You know, sometimes of course the leader will will fall. You know, and you're playing the support role of of you know being the support being that he needs in his time. Well, from what I've learned in the last four months, 
my submissive to this man is not, I am obedient to an extent. I still right. have the right to say no. I'm still going to get my, he, he's still going to get upset with me for it. I'm not trying to include certain dynamics into that. But right. <laughs> at the same time, he, it's still going to get done. Not because he asked me to do it, but because I know if I don't get it done, he's going to be upset one with me and two, it's not going to get done. So you can't, so you, you're saying you, you do care, you care about him and his feelings. Yes. And any, any good submissive should care about their leader's emotions because that those emotions are what's going to help in making sure you have what you need, because if they're angry and they're angry at you, you're not right. going to feel those, those good, that good energy. You're not going to feel like you're doing a good job. Nice. And again, this is personal to my own experiences. Okay. So as a natural feminist, have you been in arguments with fourth wave um, feminists before? Oh God, yes. And what do, how do they feel about all the things you're saying? You know, working together, it's okay to let the man lead, you know, it's fine. How do they feel about that? Um, I actually had a recent conversation with a young lady. Um, she told me I was too old fashioned and that my children were doomed to fail in this world if I didn't fix my beliefs. Really? Does she also know that the traditional marriage and family, if you go back to it, had the highest, um, had, sorry, had the lowest depression rate. And now in the modern times, we have the highest depression rate ever in recorded history. I don't think she knew this. Because <laughs> no. it seems like around the 1960s is when you start seeing a decline in marriage, an increase in divorce, and an increase in depression and suicide, I've noticed the correlation. I mean, um, if we're gonna talk about that, I have an eight-year-old that shouldn't be depressed at all in any way, shape or form at her age and suffers from de manic depression. She has episodes. Mm, I have right. a nine-year-old that has severe anxiety and it's not from what I'm doing as a mom. Well, it could be what I'm doing from a mom, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, it could possibly be. But I've taken the classes and I've done what I've had to do to help them. However, well, you're, well, you're working on it because I mean, not to yeah. speak on not to speak on your business, but I feel you know you were in, you were in a situation prior that wasn't as healthy. Would you say or would you agree? I I fully agree. It was not healthy, and we tried. Uh, nothing against either party. We we right. tried. We tried making it healthy. We tried finding ways to make it work. It just didn't. Right, because children are directly affected by the environment in which they live, especially when it comes to the partners that they, sorry, the, the mother and father that they're around, right? Yes. So, I mean, would you say, could you say that possibly that's directly correlated to, you know, children being a little depressed or having anxiety? I, I think it is a part of it, yes. Um, there's other factors, societal differences. Um, we moved from an environment that was extremely toxic and bad for them to an area that has been good to them. However, we have a lot of racism out here. Uh, it, hasn't, it hasn't really helped. I'm just trying to, you know, that's, that's the, uh, the nature versus nurture. You know, you've got what's happening naturally and then what's happening out in the, uh, the social yeah. realm affecting everything. Yeah. But, um, you know, Ms. Briarose, I really appreciate you coming onto the podcast. Just, you know, it's, it's rare to have a, uh, 
uh, feminists, the feminists from first wave and second wave, you know, it seems like there's only ever fourth or third. It's because it's women cheap. have forgotten their true selves. That's all it is. Yeah. We'll find our way. <laughs> right. I, I can only hope so. Um, this has been Black Spider Guy Vice. Please listen to the other podcast. Um, definitely going to have Miss Byros back on for another segment. Thank you again for coming on and talking with me. Not a problem. Thank you. Thank you.